Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. Hey, in this episode, we have some adult language. So if you're listening with little ones around, pop some headphones on now or come back to this episode later. All right, ready to go, light beam? Here is this week's episode. Have you ever smelt the perfume of your loved one who is no longer here? Or perhaps the strong cigar smoke that your granddad John used to love so much. And it makes you think of him. Maybe you were driving in a car and all of a sudden your mum's favourite song came on and it made you feel all sorts of wonderful feelings and memories of her. Perhaps you find coins and feathers on your path where they normally don't belong. These are all signs and symbols from your loved ones who are desperately trying to let you know that they are okay and that they're still around you. And today, I have a very special guest who is going to help us to understand this connection with loved ones who are no longer here. Yes, we're talking mediumship, science and symbols. And my guest is Lindy Jewell, psychic medium, energy healer, who describes herself as the sweary psychic. And you will soon see why. This beautiful, beautiful soul connects deeply with crystals, her intuition, chisels and bourbon. She's also the creator and designer of three beautiful, straight-to-the-point and often brutally honest oracle card decks. And she resides in a beautiful Dandenong Ranges in Melbourne. And I can tell you, just the drive up to Lindy is so beautiful and so relaxing that by the time you get to her, you already are in the zone, ready to connect with your loved ones. Lindy has a very down-to-earth, no-BS approach and that is possibly what has drawn so many aspiring psychics and mediums to her. But she's also all about healing and being very, very straight to the point. Please meet Lindy Jewell and I'm so delighted that we got to chat. Here is the sweary psychic. 
Okay, hello everyone. We have this very psychic Miss Lindy Jewel here, who I am very excited uh, is here with me to have a bit of a chat because, and I've just shared this with you, Lindy, before we hit record, but Lindy was actually my first ever medium that I went to and so it's a very special it was um you're very special you have a very special place in my heart and now I get oh, to share you <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> I get to share you with my audience so I have given you a little bit of an introduction but I would love for you to fill in the gaps and tell us how you came about being a psychic and a medium and a healer yeah, sure. I I guess for me, it was one of those things I stumbled into. It wasn't like I woke up one day and went, that's it. I'm going to be a psychic medium. That's the plan. It was a, a case, I guess, of spending a lot of time being being absolutely bloody, almost drowning in empathy. I could tune into people, but I didn't realize that was what I was doing. And then I worked out um, over a significant period of time that I would kind of, I would call it accidentally saying the right thing to the right person. Again, not realizing it was kind of a psychic thing or I would get a message from a loved one or whatever it was but I would say the right thing at the right time and then I kind of was always doing things that was in a helping format somewhere so if I was doing a job that didn't feel particularly helpful I would you know help out the community things on weekends I always had this desire to help people so um and I remember saying years like when I was in my early 20s going I want a job where I help people where that's my thing I just help people feel better but the only I didn't really know of any jobs that did that so when this all kind of when I started discovering a little bit of um, all the woo-woo world, the you know, the going to courses and classes and bits and pieces where I developed some skills along the way, I was I was astounded that I was, you know, usually accidentally top of the class, not because I was like being a nerd about it, but because I'd go, oh fuck, I can do that. Like, <laughs> oh, this isn't as hard as I thought. And I I was very good, I guess. I, one of my bloody absolute virtues in this world is that I'm as vague as a vase full of violets I'm, I just have no fucking idea what's going on most of the time and I think that's really helpful which you know that worked out well so um, because I just let the information come through and go oh look at that and I share it with whoever needs to hear it and that was again really helpful in courses and classes and stuff because I wasn't completely focused on what people were saying what the rules were going to be I, I'd kind of let things interpret and then spit it out and get confirmation that what I was doing was working so um it was a really nice sort of apprenticeship, I guess, all these courses and classes and bits I picked up along the way really developed into me understanding who I was and how I worked. I already had skills. I didn't know what to do with it. And I'm, I'm sure there's many, many people in your audience and listening to this or watching it later that will will be feeling the same thing that go, oh, my God, I can I understand what she means. I get it. Like it's there's a lot of people out there the same that know they're getting messages that you know, understand things about other people for no reason whatsoever, but you don't know what to do with it. So I want to reassure everybody that there will be a purpose for what you do and, and what you know, and, and you can expand it. Yes, absolutely. So I'm very, very grateful to do what I do, which is um, I'm a psychic medium and intuitive healer. So I get to do, I dabble in all of those in one session for people. Like if someone's online or in person, I tend to utilise all the skills. I don't tend to compartmentalise things, um, but more than happy to talk about mediumship today. I'm very excited about that. Wow. Yes. And mediumship is something that is so fascinating. And so to me, it's fascinating. And I love um, talking to many different mediums because each one has a different, unique style. But how... Yeah. Could you had 
Lindy, something that I think my audience will love. You went to all these courses and you started learning about the woo-woo stuff. So do you think that mediumship can be learned or do you have to be born with this skill? Absolutely, you can learn it. Absolutely. And I, I honestly genuinely believe that everybody is psychic. Everybody has some connection. And if you've got that, mediumship's just a, a just a little step to the left it's nothing it's not like oh my god it's this big grand thing it's just shifting your energy a little bit to tune into it now i'm going to be talking to you guys about this in the way that i understand it which again will be definitely the dumbed down version because that's how i roll I so <laughs> i would love for everyone that did listen to this information but absolutely run it through your own fucking filter it's really important that you understand it your way so for me if I've got a client with me and we've, we're doing a, a reading, for example, the, that people always get a bloody good wallop of, of healing with me as well. But if they want me to tune into someone in a mediumship capacity, if they want to tune into past loved ones, I, I often will say to them, I just got to shift my energy a little bit. And I just feel myself, and it's going to sound silly unless you've done some of this work in the past, this this may not make sense, but it will to it will make sense to you at some point, but I I just feel my energy expand a little bit. So it's almost like when I'm in the zone, and I call it in the zone. I say to my family when I'm getting ready for a session, you know, they'll ask me some stupid question about where's the butter or whatever as I'm going into my reeling room or my office, and um, I'll go, I can't answer. I'm in the zone because my brain just clicks out of gear. I go into neutral, but it's almost like when I'm when I'm um, going to to deliberately step into the mediumship space, I'm in neutral, yes, but I turn the revs up. You know. I just go, okay, where are you? There we go. There you are. And I start tuning into other people's, into people's loved ones. Uh, my preferred method with this too is to say to someone, who do you want to connect with? And then I go get them. So they're always there. They're always with the person. And I will sometimes have um, that they'll say, I want to talk to my granddad. This happens all the time. It's, and it's quite, you know, it's, 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 um, alarming how many nanas step forward to go no talk to me first so I'm like granddad's there he's just got to wait a minute for nana or auntie joan or someone else to step in first and that's okay um but if i can go to them direct i just it saves the fluffing around i've done the format where you stand up in front of a group of people and you call in people's past loved ones and you narrow down who it is and who they belong to but i kind of and this will i'm not dissing what anyone else does absolutely go for it but i call it dead people bingo because not everybody's going to get a go i prefer i prefer that um when i do a an in-person event where i'm talking about mediumship and stuff i actually tune the people the people in the audience i tune them into their own loved ones so that they can connect and get messages and it's a far higher hit rate like some people don't like that format or aren't able to, to do that format so where i've had events where there's been say 20 people there'll sometimes be one or two sorry it's my dog barking in the background there'll be one or two maybe that don't get a connection or don't feel it but they still feel gorgeously relaxed but at least it gives everybody a chance to connect in in some way to their loved one um but it's just a i don't know it's just the thing that i do like the the because I just genuinely feel there's an enormous amount of healing that comes through from our, our loved ones as well. So the, connecting into mediumship, I think, is very, very important. It's an important part of us healing and moving forward and growing energetically. Wow, I love that. I don't think it's a dumbed-down version, but it's a version that, God, I had to move myself because it made me laugh so much. It's a fun version. It's a version that, you know, like even I reckon left brain people will get. 
like what exactly you do. So let's go a little bit deeper into this, uh, Lindy. So yeah. you say you can go and get the loved one. How yeah. do you experience them, for lack of a better okay, word? Okay, so it does, yeah. Look, it definitely feels different to me than just straight psychic connection. So, and I guess probably we need to explain the difference too because there might be people going, what the fuck is the difference between psychic and medium? Because I didn't used to know. Yeah. So, so my and again, my interpretation of that is that psychic is me tuning into, for example, you, Kasha, tuning into you and seeing what's going on around you, see what's, you know, maybe impacted you from the past, what's available to you in the future. That to me is psychic. But mediumship is talking to someone who's passed, but there will be a connection to the person that you're talking to in front of you, to that person. And it might be their neighbour. It might be the person that ran the milk bar when they were a kid. It might not be the absolute direct link that people think there is. But, and of course, people that you are very close to will be there. But it's just that, and I guess that probably helps explain the need for the energy shift that I spoke about earlier as well, is that if I'm talking to you, if I'm focused on you, then to suddenly expand into, you know, or ch change my energy, change my um, my my connection, my my tuning in, my frequency to connect into past loved ones, that kind of makes sense why you have to do that. So the, how that feels for me is just a little bit higher vibe. And it's not to say that my clients are low vibe, but it just is shifting things a little bit. And I will often sit, but I've noticed I do this, that I actually sit back a bit or I breathe in and sit back as I do it. Um, and it's a... It's just this, um, I guess, and it does fill my heart. Like the thing is, I, I when I'm tuning into a person, because um, this, this, I, I'm sure that you've spoken about all the clear senses previously, so I won't go over those again. But we know there's lots of different ones. Um, but I will still feel. It's almost like I've, if I'm if I'm doing a psychic reading, I will feel what you felt. If I'm doing a mediumship connection, then it's like I feel what the past loved one feels for you. So they might make me aware of what you're feeling, but they're, I'm getting it from their perspective, not from my energetic perspective. Or they might be very, very um, aware that you need support right now. And it's almost like I feel it in a whoosh to you from them. So it's a really interesting way. And, and how do you explain you know, feeling energetic support coming through for someone, it, that's very difficult. I find that very hard, but there's just this knowing, this understanding, this, that, that, that clear, I can forget what the name of the clear is, but the clear one that is just knowing, I just know that's what it's for. Or I feel it, or there's, or they'll give me a word, there'll be clear audience from the past loved one with the information that you need. Yeah, so I've heard you actually mention, um, so you experience them through clear sentient, which is the feeling, clear cognizance is probably what you meant with knowing. Yes, uh, thank you, yes. <laughs> and clear audience. What about clairvoyance? And the reason I'm asking about clairvoyance is because we, and certainly me, when we hear about psychics or mediumship, we immediately think clairvoyance. Clairvoyance, you have to see them. Now, I don't know, you may not remember this, but my impression was when someone said you're clairvoyant or you're psychic, that the spirits that will appear will be kind of like Patrick Swayze in Ghost, and I will see him. So, of course, that's easy. We can have a conversation like I'm having a conversation with Lindy. No <laughs> problem, right? Like I can hear you. I can see you. I can see yeah. your gestures. I know what we're doing, right? Yeah. We got we to gotta warn Debbie Moore, right? Like we know <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. But as we started learning, and I, I, I'm saying we because obviously I have learned so much from you, 
it wasn't quite like that. It is not so, you know, visible. It is not so audible. Um, so how would you describe the messages that are coming through? Are they are like clear, full sentences? Um, do you get a visual of the person? How is that? Yeah. Oh, look, no, absolutely no. Just to demystify this, in case anyone's thinking now, wow, I'm yeah. going to see a spirit. Yeah. I know you do. I know I have warned people I've mentored before that it's not like a zombie ap apocalypse or weekend at Bernie's where there's dead people <laughs> jumping up in front of you. And I think sometimes you can hold yourself back from your abilities in the mediumship space through fear of that. So it's something to be very aware of that it's not really how it works. Like, absolutely, like I will get, Almost like a, um, so yes, I get them clair clairvoyant as well. I see them because sometimes it'll be really significant to the person that I'm talking to, to the actual human in front of me, to, to acknowledge that granddad walked with a limp, you know, or, you know, Nana always wore this floral apron. So I will need to see that so that they go, yep, that's who it is. That's, you know, because they'll be making me aware of it by holding it or shaking it or pointing or whatever. So, yeah, I definitely get, get all the senses with regard to mediumship, just like I do with psychic. but. Um, I guess probably it's like a little, this is the thing, this is why, you know, I joke about being vague, but actually having your brain as empty as you can get it is a bonus or, or your brain not really being involved in going, oh my God, is my hair okay? Did I just, did I just fluff that word? Oh my God. Did I say fuck in front of someone? Oh no, that's terrible. Like being you is so fucking significant. You being comfortable in your skin so that this information can come through because it's a fucking snippet. It's a split second that this information comes in at. And if you can imagine, like I, I always get these bloody cartoon visuals in my head, but I always imagine that if we can be as bright as we can be, it's going to be a shitload easier for um, past loved ones or any energy information to come through to us. But it's almost like a little blip, like a little laser blast. So we've got to grab it and and hold it and expand it. So we get, we get this little bit of information. So I go, oh, well, I'm being shown a tractor and they'll go, oh, no, that wasn't granddad. That was his brother. That was his brother lived on. Okay. All right. And then boom. And then this information starts to expand. So I guess also with mediumship too, like you're not going to get information through unless it's like, it's going to be relevant to the person in front of you. You don't need to understand it. And that's a really hard one for people to get their head around. They think they need to know every little scrap of information for for it to be relevant or for it to be of use or for it for them to prove themselves as a medium to share it. And I think it's a really valuable thing to go, they're showing me the colour blue. I don't know what that's about. Yep, they passed in a blue car. Oh, my God. Like, I wouldn't have fucking known that, but they've picked it up instantly. I could have sat with that information for the next five minutes and found it. Yep, absolutely. But why fuck around? Why waste someone else's time when there's obviously a, a, a really good need for this information to come through? Um, because it just, it either clarifies that's who you're talking to and it gives them a sense of peace that, yep, they're definitely here, this is them, or there's some really significant information coming up that they need. So I've been to see mediums myself before in a, in a group format where they got their proof that this was the particular person or that there's, you know, I've connected with your, your, um, your sister and blah, 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 and they give me all this, they give people all this information, blah, blah, blah. And then they move on. And I always feel really gutted because it's almost like the past loved one. It's almost like I can hear them going, but I have something to say. <laughs> yes. I don't want to just give the proof. I never get ones that just want to say, yep, I'm here. Like, 
why the fuck would they show up? It takes them a shitload of energy to get to us. We're expending a lot of energy to connect with them. Of course, they're going to come through with something useful and gorgeous and lovely for for their human because they want to help us. They want to support us. So I don't even know if I answered your question then, Kasha. I'm sorry, yeah. but yeah, I went off on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> I love it. And, and actually, you have just navigated us into my next question, which is okay. what is the most um, common message that you find you get from loved ones? What is what is the one thing, if if if, if at all, if it's if it's one thing, uh, that they are dying, excuse the pun, <laughs> to bring across? Yeah, yeah good question. Uh, look, it's always love. It's always love. It always everything is about love. So that one, but love is it's like simplicity. And the thing that, that that I always get oh, there's a couple of answers to this. So I'll just give you everything I've got. When they get onto the other side, there's a complete switch in perspective. So they there could have been some big conflict in amongst the family, and someone was on someone's side or whatever. Blah blah blah. They get to the other side and go, oh fuck, it actually didn't matter. It didn't. You know, I don't have any grudge now. I have no no um, desire to be, you know, to not be connected to everyone anymore, you know, usually, and it's not always the case. Like sometimes like, yeah, we, I have actually spoken to people and gone, yeah, this person's there, but they're saying we're done now. It's almost like, I guess probably that sole contract thing. They're kind of going, yep, thanks. We did what we did and where we're out. Um, the other thing people worry about too, I, oh, and the um, often because my absolute core, I'm a healer, they will often come through to me with information for healing. So whether that's keep going, stay strong, you are supported, like go in this direction, that will bring through a little bit of information for the benefit of the person, for their energy to boost their energy because that's what a healing is really. So um, that will often be that thing. But I often wonder if that's because I do what I do and they know what I'm looking for or am I looking for that and that's why it comes through. I don't know. I don't care. I don't give a shit. It works. So. So I'll Absolutely. give it. If it makes someone feel better, then yay, we're all winning. That's a good thing. Yeah. But um, one thing that people get concerned about sometimes in a mediumship reading is that someone will come through that they don't want to talk to. And I think that um, I want to reassure people that there's there's control with that. Like I, my, my belief is um, when I'm when I'm doing mediumship, it's almost like I always you'll see me my hand doing this because I always see mediumship information to me comes from over here. I don't know why usually always this side no idea why i don't do left and right i don't get it i don't remember so female male left and right doesn't work for me just everybody's over here that's easy but when i'm talking about um angels and guides or information just from the universe or whatever it's always kind of above me and in front so if someone's stepping up for me to talk to me about a lot and oh that's the other thing and if they're alive like if i'm tuning in for example kasha to your beautiful kids you you want some information about children or whatever I, I see them on the other side, but further away. Don't know why, just how it works for me. So, um, but the mediumship thing, if there's someone that they don't want to talk to, sometimes I'll go, oh, actually, I can see them, but they're in the distance and they're way over, like way over. I can't actually, and it, or they'll step up and go, yep, I'm here. And then just shut down. Like not, that, that you're not going to get attacked or your energy taken or anything by anyone you do not want to hear from so because I think people could get be a bit fearful and they've heard stories about mediumship and I just don't think feel like that's the case I think your loved ones will will fight hard to come and talk to you and reconnect with you and everything they're always there with you but they've got to communicate with a stranger about shit that you know and it's like miming fucking underwater so it's kind of you know it's a tricky thing and 
Um, I find it easy with my mediumship to just say, what's this to you? Okay, beauty, we're going down that path. And it helps me really quickly join the dots and get the information that's required. Love it. Yes, because you're like the gatekeeper. I mean, that's what we, what we are, right? Yeah, or well, the interpreter. The I, I always see yeah. my role as an interpreter. Yeah. Yeah, but that you, it's actually, I think, really good for us to know if we are going to see a medium and we have some sort of fears or hesitations that the medium, a good medium with integrity, like yourself, is acting as a gatekeeper and has the power to say, you know what, sorry, they don't want to talk to you, right? And yeah. you can push them away, which is so good to know because there could be circumstances where we're not ready to receive even an apology, right? And, and yes, yeah, absolutely. And it can be... It can be terrifying for people to think that that person who may have done them harm in one way or another is on the other side and has access to their energy. And I don't see that at all. I always see this big, that's why I always see them further away. It's like, oh, I can see someone who was connected to you, but there's no, there's, there's no attacking or, 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 you know, connection anymore. There just isn't. So, and it's whether, is that your angels and guides protecting you? I don't fucking know. Is it the people that you love that are over there? Who knows? Who gives a fuck? As long as you're not being impacted by it, yay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? And there's such a thing as uh, free will, which apparently is yes. the only place where it's not respected is down here by other humans. But other than <laughs> that, this is a big That's thing so out true. there. People are, yes. spirit don't mess around. With... <laughs> uh, Lindy, speaking of, um, and I do want to take this conversation into something really practical in a minute. But before I forget... Um, do you have any rules with spirit, with people that are coming through, people, uh, loved ones that are coming through? Do you have any, um, you know, uh, rules, what they can do, what they can't do? I know um, the Long Island medium kind of walks down the street and kind of can walk up to anyone, hey, I've got your loved one here and stuff, but that's not you, is it? Do you go to the no, shops and do no, you? No. No, and I, I love her. I think she's outrageous and hilarious, but I do not love people just approaching others and going, oh, your dead auntie wants you to know that, you know, blah de blah like that. Just I've had so many com people come to me who have been freaked out by people contacting them, by people just throwing information at them in the fucking supermarket and walking away. That I don't find that helpful. I think I find that quite intrusive personally. Still love that chick, but anyway, she's very good. But um so my my rule like for my personal rule like if I get someone kind of someone as in a past loved one um saying you know I want to talk to them I want to you know help me out get me get me a connection with them I absolutely throw it back to them and say no no you bring your human to me you find a way because they can like fucking hell they've got all day I've got shit to do like they <laughs> bring your human to me make a connection so that personally suddenly feels that job to go fucking hell I need to see Lindy Jewel I don't know what she's got to say let's go and it's not like I'm going to go oh you're the one connected to Benny. He's been nagging me for weeks. No, it's probably not going to be the case because I've kind of gone, I don't know who you are or what you're doing, but no, the answer's no unless you bring your human to me because how am I going to fucking, there's billions of humans on the planet. I'm not going to be able to find the one, the right one. You know who your human is. You know who I am. You join the dots, not my problem. So I did have to do that early on. I don't do it now. Like it just is a boundary that's in place and I don't have to worry about it. So um but that was a thing where I had to um, kind of say, nah, I'm not working today or, you know, I'm at a, I'm at an event and I don't want to hear from people or I don't want to, you know, you, you absolutely set the boundaries yourself, but you got to stick to it. You can't say, 
to your angels and guides or whatever the fuck you're connecting to. Oh, I don't, I don't work, you know, when I'm not working. And then suddenly go, actually change my mind. What information have you got on, you know, so you can have a little bit of integrity about you. I think with, with them, whether it's, you know, got angels and guides or past loved ones and your rules are your rules. So there's flexibility there. Yeah, sure. But mostly, you know, if I'm at a party with people and they go, oh, tell me about this. Because as soon as you say you're a psychic medium, oh my God, tell me about bloody blah. And I'll, I'll just say, I'm not working today. I'm not tuning in. And that's the end of the story. Like I'm pretty firm on that because um, otherwise you go to events too and, and suddenly it becomes a whole fucking free reading session and I'm there to have fun. Like fun's important. I'm trying so. to keep a straight face and be professional here. It's impossible with me. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to mute myself all the time so you guys don't hear me laugh. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Composure. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> like a comedy hour here with Lindy. Um, I guess everyone's getting a bit of a preview of what a session is like with you, Lindy. <laughs> so for those yeah, of I us... Yeah, I know. I, I feel sorry for the people that come to me thinking it's going to be all mysterious and <laughs> deep. And we actually just have a real fucking laugh and fix a whole lot of shit and then off you go and have a great day. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's amazing because I remember my few sessions that I had with you and then the mentoring... I always walked away feeling high vibe. I don't know if I got it. Like, I mean, obviously in a mediumship, I connect and stuff in a mentor. I don't know if I got the skill yet or if I know this yet, but I'm feeling on top of the world. It's like, I'm like, ah, your energy. And so I reckon that's how we're going to walk away from this episode. So yes. let's, <laughs> let's go in deeper and let's, now, yeah. those of us who have lost someone and now we're wondering, are they okay? You know, are they, are they still around? How can we know that without going, let's say we're not ready to see a medium yet or, you know, uh, just in day-to-day -day life, we want to know that our loved ones are around us. Is there anything to look out for, anything that we can do to connect on a very personal, non-business level? Yes. Yeah, I really believe there is. And look, this is going to be, you've got to really recognise, though, everybody needs to remember that you will all work very differently to each other and to me. So I will give you some tips that may or may not work for you, and that's okay. It does not mean your past loved ones aren't there. It might mean that the information I've given you isn't the way you work. So don't feel like you've fucked anything up. There's, you know, if, we're, if I'm working one-on-one -on -one with you in a mentoring space, sure, we will absolutely work out like a fucking rocket how you work. But in this space where I'm giving out information just generally, I really don't like the thought of saying this is how you do it and then someone goes, well, I did all the fucking things and it's still not working. It doesn't mean you're broken. It means that my method doesn't work for you. So yeah, always, always, always run this shit through your own filter. That's the rule. But I would recommend... Um, I always find personally that if your energy... And like you just said about... Um, coming away from a session with me being high vibe, the high vibe thing really fucking matters. So it doesn't mean pretending to be happy all the time. It means looking after your energy, putting yourself in the space you need to be to get there. So for some people, it will be sitting and meditating for a fucking hour. That would drive me mental. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm better off going for a walk and getting the information. So, so it might be just sitting on a having a cup of tea, the same flavor tea that your loved one really liked and sitting on the back deck and looking out over something and almost imagining them in the seat opposite you and seeing what comes up, seeing what conversation. And I'm getting emotional even talking about that situation, actually. So that's a really nice thing to do is to, to sit and do something that you would have done together and 
and just close your eyes and think about them and see what comes up and see what comes through. And you probably going to be yes exceptionally emotional but you will likely find that the things that you are reminded of are the happy memories the the things that brought you joy at that moment you know in time oh god I'm so emotional with this culture what have you done to me but it, but it will of course it will bring up bloody big teary emotion for you because they are not there anymore so and it could be it could be that you journal it could be that you know when you wake up in the morning before you you know, you sit up, grab a grab a notebook from beside the bed, and and maybe say, you know, I I miss you, Sarah, or whoever it is. I miss you, whatever this name is, and and just see if something comes up. Maybe there'll be some, um, you know, direct writing. I always forget the the fluid writing. You know, where you oh, just automatic kind of writing. Automatic writing, thank you. Maybe it'll be that way for you, and all with your laptop. It doesn't have to be a fucking pen. It could be anything. You know, but there's a lot of ways, and it could be, you know, letting yourself think about that person. I think that. When there's a massive, you know, depth of emotion, it's it's kind of like, um, you know, and people always talk about grief as waves. You know, it crashes over you and it tumbles you. And but if you can just imagine yourself, perhaps seeing the waves but sitting just out of reach of them so that you know you're going to get emotional and you're okay with that because you just want to have that connection. And you might find that you imagine yourself sitting in a tranquil place and that you can see this person or hear this person or you're just looking at a, a tranquil scene and see what comes up. So you're kind of emptying your head a little bit to stop the thinking, to stop the desperation to connect with them. You just kind of let it happen. And that might come through for you in the smell of the pies they used to bake or the smell of the cologne they used or, or you know, a memory from when you were both children. It could be, it's not necessarily going, I want to remember them at the time that I did the blah, like, it might not be that. That might not be what they want to show you. So it, and you know, you might hear their voice very clearly, or be reminded of a song that you danced to, or you know, you've got to be really, I think, open to whatever the way this information comes through. Because if you're a baby medium, if this is all new to you, if you're in your apprentice phase, it's going to be fucking hard. It's like telling a, an apprentice electrician to go and wire the fucking house. They'll burn the thing down. So you know, you, but you, if you said to them here's a screwdriver and here's the PowerPoint thing, this is how you do it, then they'll go, oh, look at that, that one works. They're not, you know, you've got to do these things a little bit at a time, little bite-sized pieces and give yourself permission to do that. Give yourself permission to tune in the way that suits you the best. It might be dancing, it might be in the bath, it could be anything. But do it in a way where you get a little bit of information and go, oh, thank you, I got something, I'm so grateful. We've got to be a little bit careful that we don't go, oh, I got something what else is there? Tell me more, tell me more. Cause you're not, they're not able to do that. They can't recreate something for you. You can't completely feel those emotions again, but you can get snippets and you've got to be really, really grateful for the snippets. Cause that lets them know, and not just your loved ones, but your angels and guides, they go, Oh, that's how she works it out. That's how he understands it. That's how they can, can hear a message from us, see a message from us, feel a message from us let's do that again or let's change it up and do it slightly differently next time so they've got a bit of a repertoire with how the information and energy and, and connection comes through and then you start to grow. But if you try and control it, which we often do because we're human, right, then then you're going to dull it down a little bit. So that openness really fucking matters. For, for mediumship, yes, absolutely, but also for your psychic ability. Amazing. Yes, that was way more than I... <laughs> expected to hear oh, i was sorry. going i talk no, a lot i should no <laughs> no this is a good thing um i was i was actually going to ask you um because we spoke about just before we 
hit record we spoke about you know people who believe in coincidences people who believe things are jinxed or people who believe that's a sign you know it's a a premonition yep so when we find feathers or angel numbers or a butterfly where we wouldn't expect a butterfly or perhaps a flower that um one of our loved ones used to love and normally there are no flowers here that are like that is that a coincidence how do you see these sort of oh I absolutely definitely see them as a sign they will they will definitely I didn't even think of that one when I was talking about it before but yeah absolutely they will send feathers they will send and the thing is though like they can be quite specific so one of my gorgeous clients um her dad passed and he had a very he's very strong on family and for me um and I had spoken to her about this so this is a thing that she had picked up as well that magpies are a big family the bird magpies in Australia here uh very strong family connection they're all about family and um and so she, she she would always find magpie feathers. She said he was a magpie supporter. He was a magpie's football club supporter, even though he grew up in South Australia and, and lived most of his life in Queensland. He, he had this connection to um, to the sport magpie. So she said she would find black and white feathers everywhere. So it was not just random feathers with him. She knew when he was trying to contact her and it would always be if she was feeling something or the day before his birthday was due to be or the day before the anniversary of his passing or, you know, there would be significant events. She would always find a black and white feather. So, um, but I know another another gorgeous lady um, who butterflies from her mum are a thing and she said, I'll find them in the fucking winter. You know, there shouldn't be butterflies really, you know, in the winter, but they'll be there. And again, it will be when there's big emotion or big excitement or big, you know, something big happening, there'll be like this. But if someone's energy is in the right space for that, it, it almost helps them put this thing in front of you. And it could be it could be a butterfly drawn on the side of a fucking truck. It still counts, you know, or the, or the same digits on a number plate that used to be part of their mobile phone number or whatever. But there's lots and lots of different ways that, yes, they will show you physically things um, as well. But it's, just, it's that awareness. And, and I think, again, reminding people that you get those things go oh thank you I got it I can feel let yourself feel the buzz that you get from that and because it just it tunes you in more it's like dialing a radio station in you know the more concise you can be with how it works for you the easier it is for that information to flow through for you to make that connection on a regular basis incredible I love that you uh, confirmed this for us because, you know, we get these signs and symbols that, I mean, I call them signs and symbols, you probably call them signs and symbols, but like when we find them, often our silly human mind goes, well, eh, that's probably a coincidence, right? Instead of going, wow, thank you, which then lets them know, ah, they got the message, right? Yeah. So thank you for confirming this. Now, okay, we're shifting now a little bit away from mediumship. Um. Oh, can I'm... I add just a little bit onto that? Yes, because yes, there'll be yes, people, yes. I'm just having a bit of a download for you guys. Yeah. Because there will be people that have lost more than one significant person. There will be people that lost maybe half a dozen people. And if you're not sure who the message comes from, please don't overthink it. Please just accept it with gratitude and go, thank you, whoever that was. If it's not clear, it doesn't need to be. So just, you know, you can overthink the who was, but who was it from? Was it my nana or my sister? Was it my mum or my, my neighbour? Was it who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And it's almost like it, it, it crushes that that brightness that we've just created from going, oh, my God, I got the message. You overthinking it shuts that shit down. So if you get a message you're not quite sure, just go, thank you, whoever that was. I do that all the time with things that I find. If I'm not exactly sure who it is, just 
thank you appreciate that because if they want me to know who it is they will they will find a way to make that known but and it's not like it's a secret but if we haven't got it we don't need it we don't need that information does that make sense absolutely and you just reminded me of something I know when I'm sitting in session uh I I I usually get these um you know, like when you had lemonade and you get these kind of burps, and I'm like, but I don't even drink lemonade. And it always reminds me of you. Do you it's... still have that? Can you please yeah, explain absolutely. it? I don't even know how to explain it. like, why burps. does it happen all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my confirmation burps. I love those. It took me, but I've got to say, it took me 18 months to work it out what the fuck they were because I would only ever burp in my healing room and sometimes it would come from my belly button and sometimes it would come from my throat or sometimes it would be you know in my belly where they should probably should be created I don't know but um yeah so I still get those and it's a really I think being aware of those physical things that happen when you when you're playing with energy is really important so I will get them whether I'm talking to someone psychically or doing a healing or mediumship I'll get the burps um I'll also do yawns as well so I'll be talking to someone's loved one they'll give some information all of a sudden I'll yawn or I'm doing a healing and I yawn and for me yawning is clearing energy but it ta it's taken me you know a decent amount of time to work out what all this shit is um the other thing you know belly gurgling if you belly gurgles it's a it's a shift of energy often if you're in that if you're deliberately putting yourself in the energetic zone it's it's probably that that you're shifting energy of some sort some sort of blockage somewhere um if you've just eaten a whole thing of baked beans probably that but if you haven't you know you can attribute it to something else or um one of my gorgeous um mentoring clients her, her eye used to twitch and you know that twitch that you get in your eyelid that kind of no one else can see but you can yeah. feel it she would get that you know and and but lots of people have experienced you know the hair standing up on their arm or the back of the neck or yeah. so you've all probably experienced something like that but not the, the one where dots. someone plays with your hair right yes. like that one is really like yep, so exactly. loud and clear I'm like ah but the burping yep. the burping always gets because I'm like I don't drink any soft drinks I don't drink any lemonades and it's usually when I'm in a session and then my cheeks tend to go red when I'm channeling as well like super red and I used to think okay I'm not public speaking I would understand if I'm standing in front of a classroom of people that that stuff is coming up but I've got you one-on-one -on -one. why are my cheeks going red and it took me a while as well to figure out but the burping always reminds me of you Lindy, yes. because I remember this so I love that thank you for clearing that up so we're not going crazy people no, when we are feeling crazy. things and tingles and someone's touching you, I had yes. a globe explode. I had, and it was just on my side. I had a candle wow. explode in a session. We just started and someone lost their mother um, a few days or that week ago. And we were kind of like wow. doing, I think we're tuning, but she was thinking about it and she was I could see that I had some messages coming through as well but all of a sudden this candle exploded it was a brand new candle um just wow. out of no, no I mean yeah you know I'm, I was even thinking oh, okay I, yeah sorry I love the stuff that they can manipulate to make us very aware that we are not yeah. alone I love that <laughs> But I'm like, mm, well played in my in my session here, like proving my point. You know, sometimes it's like, am I going crazy? But this yeah. is good. I love it. Like, bring on. The yes, I have my heater turn turn on and off in my healing room. My my air conditioner thing is turned on and, and then turned off, and I went, oh shit, I've probably just broken, and then it'll just pop back on again at some other point that they've, you know, that's yeah. one that stands out for me. And yeah, there's lots of different things that they'll do. 
which is so good. It's such a great confirmation. We love the visuals. We love having a session where we have visuals, like cards, like when you do tarot, right? I always think like I use cards as a game of charades with them. It's almost like they want to signal to me the messages and we're playing, you know, between the sitter and me and the spirit, you know, the loved one, you know, we're playing charades like this is a card just so you get a visual, which brings me to your cards because you (laughs) have cards. I do have cards and the cards are great. Like anybody, uh, and I started out using cards because they're a fucking fabulous distraction. They really are because they distract. Because when you first start out, if you've got people that are looking at, you know, thinking about doing this work at some point, they're probably, the thought of sitting directly opposite someone and telling them stuff, it feels like they're in your face. (laughs) Like it's intense. So if you've got something in front of you, like something like my fucking honest oracle cards, um, it's a distraction. They're looking at the cards then and then your energy relaxes and suddenly you are far more open to the messages that are coming through. So yes, the cards will help guide you, but you will find you don't want to rely on the cards. That's how my interpretation of that is. They're a great guide. And like you said, it's like they're, they're just helping fill in some fill in some blanks and, and give a little bit more information but really the key is that they're a bit of a distraction which is awesome and then I stopped using the cards because I was getting too focused on them and I started using just putting crystals down and saying to people hold a crystal but by that point I was comfortable enough for people to be looking at me while I'm doing my work and they would hold it and look at me and we'd talk and whatever but it, again it's just it's relaxing that person's energy by giving them something to do and now you know we chat laugh and whatever and it's easy but yeah at the beginning it kind of is good to have those little those little things available do you prefer in person or online is there one that you feel is more powerful if they're in person with you just a side note um, yeah not really like energetically the way the information comes through exactly the fucking same and it doesn't and when I say online it doesn't even matter what platform I use, whether it's just a phone call or it's a video call or it's a Zoom. And, you know, even if Zoom's fucking up, I can still get the information through. It's just communicating it through the technology to the person that's hard. Um, but, it, no, it really doesn't. Energetically, it doesn't matter. There's some people who relax better in person. And so, sure, they and if they're local, come, to, come and see me. No problem. I do, you know, I love a bit of human interaction. But, honestly... The way the information comes through and the way energy shifts, in my experience, is just the same online or in person. And can I just interject? Just to drive up to your beautiful home is relaxing yes. enough. I think people already <laughs> will arrive super relaxed. That's what I yes. always loved. <laughs> I do say that. I live in the Dandenong Ranges. <laughs> yeah. I live in the Dandenong Ranges in Melbourne and I always joke with people, but by the time they're driven up through the gorgeous forest and then have a wee when they get to my house, they're done. They're fine. They're relaxed. <laughs> they're relaxed. It's so cruisy. I love it. Work's done. <laughs> um, most of your work is done. Exactly. It's, it's fantastic. And then you get, you walk away feeling all high vibe and you're feeling, you know, you've had belly laughs like we just did and it's just your day is just better. Uh, Lindy, I so enjoyed you sharing with us um your experience your information around mediumship is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I did ask you no I I can't think of anything really there's so much I mean I can talk about this stuff for days so if you ever want me back here to talk about something else I am here for you babe Um, but there's there's so much to talk about I think what I probably the thing I love the most is 
um, sharing with people their own magnificence, like connecting people back into their awesomeness. And if that is in the in the development phase, like if you've got, if most of your um, listeners are people that want to develop what they've got, then I guess probably my advice would be, um, you know, really any personal development, anything you do to expand you, to feel more comfortable being you, to own who the fuck you are, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you are right now, all of that really matters for you being able to connect in a more clear and concise way. But please don't expect that all the messages, when you get this right, quote unquote, right, that all the messages will be super clear and it's super easy and blah. Like, no, it's it's going to continuously be vague as fuck. That's just how it is. So why not dabble in it now? Make a fucking start. Don't sit on your ass going, oh, I don't know how to do it or I'm, I know I can do it, but I'm scared. Of course you're fucking scared. You've not done it before, but give it a crack. You're probably going to be amazing at it, but you're not going to know unless you give it a go. So um, I highly recommend whatever you want to do in, in Kasha's space or my space or someone else's, you know, picking up little bits of information from a lot of different sources is fucking brilliant too. So, yeah. but letting yourself expand how it feels right for you and trusting yourself to be of assistance to someone in some way, I promise you, you can do it. You know what, Lindy, this is so fabulous. I just want to say the reason I think it's amazing to have you as a teacher and mentor, especially when we're just starting up, is because we tend to take ourselves so seriously in this life, right? Like in our human life, right? Everything is so serious. And then when we when we awaken or we discover we are psychic or we want to pursue this, we get very serious with it. And I get it so many times to like just be playful, just have fun with it, right? Don't take it so serious. But we tend to take it so serious. And then having you there sort of just even – lighting the mood like just you know being so fun and so uplifting and so down to earth it just makes this transition so much easier to just you know like I feel like it's easier to understand what needs to happen um because like even here (laughs) I just feel so much like energy here and I'm like we're not channeling we're not bringing through anything now but I just feel like this pressure I don't know if you're feeling like spirits are here loved ones are here I feel like something it's and I usually say when someone has a beautiful open energy it is quite easy to read them right it's quite easy like we don't actually even it's almost like it's being pushed on us that's how I feel it right and so I'm sitting here we're laughing we're having a good time but now I saw your beautiful cards maybe we could pull a card for the collective look what just flipped up oh my god so two I think they're probably both relevant I love this so when I do cards and this is another thing like when I first bought my very first deck of oracle cards I they sat in the plastic for 18 months I couldn't bring myself to open them because I didn't know what to do with it all of this shit was way too scary now I've created um three of my own fucking decks and I've got another one on the way so um but when I draw a card I shuffle, but I'm, I'm not terribly coordinated. So usually one will jump out or flip out. And now I know it's the universe doing it. I used to pick them up and put them back in the pack. And now I'm like, no, this is meant to be there. But if you for choosing a card, just spread them out the ground and pick one. It doesn't matter. Don't complicate Oracle cards. But the one that you've all got from the fucking honest Oracle deck, which is available on my website or from my stockists that are all around the country and in America now. Can you believe it? I've got like, I don't know, eight in America wow. and two in Canada, which is very exciting, is this one. Your awesomeness, it's going to be backwards. Your awesomeness really is phenomenal. 
Yes. That's and it's number 33 for those who love a little bit of numerology. A little bit of angel numbers Which going on as well. Number. Excellent. And it says, fair income, I can't believe I even have to remind you of this. You shine like a fucking diamond when you are feeling good. Let's help you feel like that more often, huh? Stop putting up with other people's shit, put boundaries in place and look after you for a change. You are totally fucking worth it. Message received. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I love it. Yes, yes, I love I it. I love it. That's really and good. Now, so the good. other one that flipped out with it was number 13, which is very, very lucky for some, and it's stop pushing shit uphill, which I think <laughs> is also very relevant to the, to the group as well. Like, don't make this shit hard. It is... I reckon my bloody goal in life is to make shit uncomplicated because it is, like you said, very easy to make it all dramatic and confusing and get stuck on all the details and the rules and the bullshit. And I'm here to tell you, it can all fuck off. Do it your way. And that's so liberating. So thank you with that. Where can we find you? You've mentioned the cards where we can find your cards, but where can we find you, Lindy? Yeah, absolutely. So bookings are on my website, which is lindyjewel.com.au. Um, and it's Jewel with two L's. And uh, there's I've got a lot of um, mentoring opportunities and one-on-one -on -one sessions and uh, courses that are online ready to go and other courses that I run live in person as well. So, or a lot well, live either online or in person. So there's lots of ways to connect with me, but um, yeah, absolutely reach out. You can message me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok now. I'm on TikTok, which is no new. Um, yeah, there's, there's loads of ways. Amazing. I'm not even I know, right? Yeah. And I'm hoping to do a podcast soon. So hopefully I'll be swimming around the airwaves at some point as well. Yes. Oh, this was fantastic. What a beautiful chat. What a fun chat. I will make sure that all the links are in the show notes below this episode or if you're watching this um, on YouTube or wherever, links will be there. So you can connect with Miss Lindy Jewel. Super easy. <laughs> Get a bit of belly laughs. I understand that you do, I don't know, if still daily morning sort of check-ins or oh, every I other do. day. Yep, yep, every weekday morning on Facebook I do my Love from Lindy session, a little five or ten minute check-in and boost up and get everybody glowing for the day that's the yeah. that's the um, that's the plan <laughs> and that's fantastic so you can tune into that as well and thank you lindy once again for being thank here you so much this was great fun kasha i've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this thank you and thank you to everybody listening we'll have to do this again oh i'd love to yeah oh, thanks everyone i will be in your ears next week bye for now <laughs>